Hi, everyone. I'm Navin. I'm the Director of Development at Locate AI, and I'm happy to introduce my good friend, Neil Ohm. Neil uh, was a broker that worked with me when I was over at Dig In in New York City running the real estate. He now is the master broker on a number of great national brands, uh, Barry's Bootcamp, uh, Dig In. Neil, what else, what else do you want to talk about on your client side? I, I represent, uh, in terms of representation for tenants, I represent New York Kids Club, uh, Los Tacos Number 1, Rise, Rise Nation, uh, Inde, uh, to name a few. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, great brands. It's going to be an interesting time moving forward with them, for sure. Those Los Tacos Number 1, carne asada tacos, are, are basically the best tacos I've ever had. I know, I'm missing them big time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, all right, so Neil, you, you've obviously done um, pretty well in the real estate industry, been doing it for a long time, had your own firm, went over to uh, your new mark now. What, why do retailers like working with you? What do you think is like the top two things that they really care about, two or three things? I think when you're, when you're representing a brand or a business, um, things that I like to focus on is, is when you're in real estate is trying to make yourself really an extension of their business yeah. and their brand and kind of get into their world and how that world is an overlay of the, the real estate landscape you're trying to attack, whether it's, yeah. you know, New York, I also work in the Toronto market or whether you're going to other urban markets like DC, Philly, Chicago, and how is that brand going to work as it relates to their business? And I yeah. try and understand everything from, you know, how they present their product to point of sale to how it's merchandised yep. to, how, to today, how you pay for it. Is it an app? Do you order it, et cetera, et cetera. And all these things that are, seem to be evolving and changing with uh, retail and the landscape is, is I think being kind of in there in, in lockstep with them being an annex or a sidecar to what they're trying to accomplish. And I try and make it my own. Yeah. All right. So what I really wanted to talk to you about uh, is get from you your take on, you know, pick a sub market that you really like in New York City. Talk to me about the retailers that are in there. You know, is it five, six, seven day trade areas? Who do you think does well there? Who do you think will have trouble there? Maybe retail rents, really the topics are your choice. Run with it. Right. I, I thought about this and I'd like to choose uh, or explain or walk through Nomad, why I like it. What, how it became what it is today and then okay. you know what retailers are doing well and really what's going to be the challenges moving forward in this market post-COVID. Sure. Um, I've lived in Nomad for the last, call it, you know, seven to nine years, nine years probably. I've lived on 30th Street between Park and Madison, Okay. Um, which probably 10 years ago wasn't probably called Nomad. It had that nomenclature that's a broker terminology, but... Is that North Madison? North north of Madison Park. So to give you Got a geographic it. location, it would be 26th Street, the north side of the park, going north to, let's say, 34th Street. Got and, it. And to be gratuitous, say, east over to Park and west over to Avenue of the Americas. And okay. so 10 years ago, that area, you know, first things first, it really changed everything. Um, just to take a one step back, the thing that makes the neighborhood interesting before everyone got in, interested in it is that from an urban planning perspective, it's kind of a retailer's dream or it's become mm -hmm. that. 
So you have Park Avenue, Madison Avenue, Fifth Avenue, and then Broadway diagonally cutting through Fifth Avenue over to Avenue of the Americas, which a lot of people don't know is one of the widest uh, avenue stretches in Manhattan. And so when you have Broadway cutting through like that at a diagonal, it creates all these minor sub-markets that really don't have a side street feel because an avenue is either to your left or right so close and north yeah. to south, it creates a lot of crazy visual lines. And then the, the pre-war architecture that's there, it's probably some of the best in the city in terms of just uh, uh, architectural detail, you know, legal light and air is very thought through there. Mm -hmm. And also the proximity to Madison Park, which I would argue sure. probably on a scalable size, it's probably the coolest park or most beautiful park besides Central Park, the way yeah. it's clean, the way it's maintained and the way it's scaled. You can, mm -hmm. feel, you can feel the presence of the buildings on Madison Avenue and also the beautiful buildings are on Fifth Avenue right when you're sitting in that park. And it's yep. and and a lot of people don't know if you're not familiar with the New York neighborhood from Fifth Avenue over to Madison Avenue, it's a very short distance. And yeah. so between these three things that I've explained, it's really kind of a confluence of a lot of a lot of great things. And it's created a lot of exposure for a lot of brands and hotels that are there. Um, okay. So that's geographic and, and the location and why people like it. I think if you were to talk about Nomad and why it became significant, you'd have to first mention the Ace Hotel. Okay. Out of nowhere, nine years ago, I believe it was, they picked a building on the corner of 28th and Broadway mm -hmm. and they converted a single occupancy uh, kind of old style hotel that was offered in New York City and kind of transitioning neighborhoods and turned it into the Ace Hotel. They secured, um, which is a very hip, I don't know what you would call it, budget at the time, um, kind of Americana, taxidermy, old as new designed hotel. Yeah. And that's really when the neighborhood, the gravity of the pull of the neighborhood for nightlife and also food and beverage changed. And that's when it became kind of a forgotten neighborhood of like, you know, we're going to sell some, you know, fake perfume and fake handbags. New York tourist trap. Yeah. It became this, it became this world of, you know, it's, it's inexpensive to, to live here. It's also inexpensive to stay here as a tourist. And it's got a lot going on. It has great architecture that I mentioned before. It has a proximity to the park. And it's also super convenient. You can't forget yeah. about that. You have trains on every avenue almost. Yep. And then you have stops at 23rd Street and 34th Street. And then 28th Street right on Broadway as well. Right, right. So <clears throat> I think after that, really what kind of changed it from a food and beverage pr perspective is uh, a brand that's doing very well now, who's, that's done really well over the last decade, Sweetgreen, mm -hmm. location on uh, 27th and Broadway. And that, yep. that really changed what the neighborhood was thought of from, is this is a place where I can go out and drink at night to, um, and stay at a hotel to, wow, I can get a great meal here and a great yep. salad. And that was also the birth of the quick service restaurant and the idea that you can eat healthy and doing it. And right. every other brand that is strong or expanding in this world uh sought after th that location 
Right. And I think another thing that created the market too there that that can't be ignored is kind of the renaissance of the Midtown South office. Yeah. So all the buildings that I mentioned before that were pre-war that were probably built for manufacturing use. So hot, like expandable floor plates, linear columns, pre-war details, high ceilings. Um, that's kind of the recipe yeah. for, you know, the next hot tech creative company. office tech companies, right. Media tech, Tammy, whatever word you want to put with it. They all wanted to be there. And then, you know, what's Tammy, Neil, uh, tech, something media. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I couldn't remember, but that's helpful. I can't remember, but hey, was, it's okay. Steal it's a buzzword. I like it. Yeah. Um, so with all those things, um, and there was already an immense office density to begin there also. So you can't forget about on Madison over to park on 23rd going North. It's one of the densest office markets in Midtown South. So Nomad went from a place where you could think about living and think about dining and eating to a 24 seven neighborhood and families started to move in. Uh, you know, every investment bank wanted to be there now and major tenants started taking office space, Credit Suisse, uh, the list could go on and on. Sony orders, dig in. Um, and from a, just a quick service restaurant perspective, we were talking about that use class in retail. It's one of the most successful trades for all of the top quick service restaurants in the city. Yeah, that's great, man. All right. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I'd, I'd wrap this with maybe two questions for you. So the way you describe it, it sounds like it's probably a, a solid seven-day trade area in most corridors in that neighborhood. For sure. Would you have a, a, a sense of kind of ballpark rents for the good real estate? And could you tell us maybe where Maine and Maine is if you had to pick one or two Maine and Mains in Nomad? If you were to pick Maine and Maine, you'd, you'd probably say the stretch from 27th Street on Broadway to 29th Street where the Ace is in one block north. It's, okay. it's a question Maine and Maine. It's where they're building the new Ritz-Carlton and Midtown South there. That's right. Asset. There's been an immense amount of investment into retail and all the major players want to be there as it relates to fashion and yeah. to it to convenience use and then beauty and cosmetics is a big presence there i would say that's cool. where maine is and rents wise not top tier of manhattan where do you think it fall i mean obviously coronavirus is probably going to change uh, some of this but you know where do you think the rent was um, prior to that prior to that you're you're looking at you know paying probably on the avenue north of 200 bucks a foot for mm-hmm. probably another 25 or 30 percent depending upon the size got it and if you're on a side street, you're not going to see that much of a discount if you're on one of the prime food streets. When I say that, 28th Street, 29th Street, 27th Street. Mm-hmm. And if I say that on the east side of Broadway over to Fifth Avenue, immense yep. amount of traffic, strong performance from those users. Yeah. See something in the ratio of 150 bucks to 175 bucks for those deals. Got it. Um, but, you know, cool. post COVID, it's going to be a whole new world. Yeah. Yep. I think that's great. Neil, I really appreciate your time. Uh, stay, stay safe up there in Toronto and I will hopefully see you in New York soon here once these, uh, these travel limitations are lifted. Hopefully everyone stays healthy until then. You too. Looking forward to it, Navin. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.